Oh my gosh, there's a script. I didn't learn any of my lines! <laughs> it's a nightmare. Welcome and thank you for joining Something New, a musical theater podcast. I'm your host, Joel B. New. Today's podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Hop on over to paypal.com, look at my email address, which is joelbnew at gmail.com, and help Something New afford things like hiring an accompanist, booking studio time, and more. Any and all contributions go toward these production costs and are supremely appreciated. Thank you. And what are you doing tonight? Tonight being Monday, November 24th, 2014. I know your Broadway show is probably dark, and the newest episode of The Voice won't be on Hulu Plus until tomorrow. So, and I know where I'm going. I'm going to be behind the piano at the duplex, celebrating the digital release of my first ever songbook, The Songs of Joel B. New, Volume 1. Yep, I thought it'd be fun to self-publish my sheet music and put it out there in a whole new way. So we'll be upstairs to the duplex. Doors open at 6.30. There's no cover, but there is a two-drink minimum. Stop on by, say hello, and then go to musescore.com slash joelbnew to download the Songs of Joel B. New Volume 1 for free for a limited time. Okay, I'm here at the terrific True Voice Studios NYC at Columbus Circle with an exceedingly talented friend of mine. We're going to chat a bit and then record a song from one of my latest projects, which will be premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artist has appeared on Broadway in Aida and the original casts of Footloose and Wicked. His touring credits include Sweet Charity, opposite Molly Ringwald, Footloose, Fame the Musical, State Fair, and Tommy. He has served on the faculties of NYU's CAP 21 studio and Wagner College and continues to teach theater, dance masterclasses, and workshops across the country. He has danced for Dre Dance, the Utah Contemporary Dance Theater, now called Odyssey, and on the ESPY Awards. He has performed his one-man show, Different is Good, in clubs around New York City. He has written and directed several cabaret and solo shows for numerous Broadway and cabaret stars with scads of new projects in the works. He is one of New York's most sought-after hosts with countless benefits and major theater industries to his credit. He is currently the creator and host of Broadway Sessions with Ben D. at the Laurie Beachman Theater. He also hosts Mostly Sondheim at the Duplex, for which he and his co-hosts were nominated for a 2011 Mac Award, the Broken Leg Podcast, and Onstage NY Talent Competitions. Obviously, I am talking about Ben Cameron. Ben Cameron, thanks for being on my show. I'm so excited to be here, Joel. (laughs) This is so fun. I'm so glad you're having fun. And so professional to be here in Columbus Circle and overlooking the city beneath us and seeing all the... Is that the Hearst Building? (laughs) It's pretty fancy, right? Yeah. Yeah, fancy people doing Mm -hmm. fancy things. Including us. Very... Yeah. Especially Especially us. (laughs) Yeah. James, you owe me a Coke. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm terrific. Yeah? Amazing. Yeah, I'm really, really good. I am so glad to have you here. Um, Ben, I don't think I took a breath during your bio, and I am extremely winded as a result. It is, a, that's a ridiculously long bio, and I know that <laughs> I, I love that's it. the one no. that I sent to you, and I, I don't know, sometimes I get insecure because <laughs> I'm an artist, and I'm like, well, they should also know about this and this <laughs> thing, and none of it really means anything, does it? It means everything, but my first and most important question is, when do you sleep? I don't sleep. Okay. I don't sleep, um... How much <laughs> sleep do you need? I, lately we've been doing, like, a, a weird, like... Grab four hours here, uh, wake up, run, maybe try to grab a nap later on situation. But what does happen is that I'll go, go, go. For example, the last 12 days of my life have been psychotic, just with project after project. And uh, thusly, this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, I go completely under. I go off the grid. I stay in my apartment and I watch television until I have to resurface again. So I grab like... I do it in chunks. It's a yeah. very extremist kind of thing. But. Yeah, but you're a napper. 
I do like napping if Ooh. I can. Do you I not? Can't, I can't really emerge from a nap. Like you know, once once right. I'm, once, once I'm there, under. yeah, can't. Yeah, can't do it. Yeah, well, because I, I I once I get up from like four hours of sleep and I go okay because I got a thousand things like phone call, email, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, I push and push to like finally like just get too exhausted, Ugh. and that's when the nap can happen. Well, I applaud you. You do so many things. <laughs> it is it is ridiculous. Um, I also wanted to talk about. Um, ben D. Is D your middle initial? Be- very good. Yeah. There's a story behind it, and um, people don't refer to me as Ben D quite as much now as they used to when I kind of adopted that as the gimmicky yeah. name. So I'll say that um, uh, Ben hosts Broadway sessions every Thursday at, at the Lori Beachman, and there's a theme song, and they, and they sing about this guy named Ben D, and I was like, I don't know. Bendy is. Please talk to me about right. That. So, well, all my friends used to used to. Everybody called me Bendy or Big Bendy. Um, when I first joined um, Actors Equity back in the day, you have to fill out paperwork and and it says first name. And I didn't think about how I wanted to be billed professionally. I didn't think about what should my stage name be. Um, but it asks for your first name, middle initial, and last name. And so. I just, being a good Mormon boy, I was obedient and wrote in Ben D. Cameron mm-hmm. without thinking that thusly my professional name forever. is now Ben D. Cameron, which yeah. makes it sound like I'm a circus performer. I love it. So, which is ridiculous and insane. And I think at the time um, there was another Ben Cameron in the union, maybe, and there's another mm. Ben Cameron who's a big, like, Doris Duke Charitable Foundation Theater Communications Group guru Got it. who's in theater. Um, <clears throat> But so I kind of, when I did my first cabaret show, Stephen Remus was the musical director, and um, that was his idea to do the Bendy song, because everybody great. called me Bendy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of stuck, but now people don't know me at, like that so much anymore. Yeah. But we've kept the song, because who doesn't like a giant homosexual throwing flowers? I, I love it. I couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> so that's the bendy of it all. Amazing. Um, I, I'm also just, you know, I'm a sucker for people who use their middle initials, so just... Jolby, Jolby, Bendy and Jolby. People call me Jolby, yeah. That's cute, though. Right? Jolby sounds like a name. Yeah, it's like, a thing. Yeah. yeah it's Jolby like Jolie Jolie. and Jolie. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Angelina Jolby. That could be your drag <laughs> alter ego. Angelina Jolby. Oh, oh, my God. Bendy, start from the beginning. Like, <laughs> like where, I was born like a super... poor black child. Because like you have, we have so much to talk about in such a, a short amount of time that we're just probably going to gloss over a lot of things. But right. I really want to know... Like, where are you from, and, like, how did musical theater find you? Uh, I am from Orem, Utah, and I grew up in a fine, upstanding Mormon family. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, weirdly, Utah is this, like, crazy hotbed of musical theater and dance talent. Yeah. It is the strangest thing. Anytime you turn on So You Think You Can Dance or Dancing with the Stars, like, at least three or four of the contestants or professionals are all from Utah. It's a wild, wacky thing. But... Um, I'd started singing in a children's choir. I like found a flyer when I was eight or nine years old and, um, I started singing in a children's choir, which led to a community theater audition for the world premiere musical version of little Lord Fauntleroy. (laughs) (laughs) And I was nine years old and I got the lead part and that was that. Um, so I just grew up, I, I, I grew up in community theater. Doing mm-hmm. doing there, I was Me always too. in a show. Yeah? yeah. Oh yes. What were your big hits in community theater? Um, my first was um, I was ten and I was cast in the title role of Oliver. <gasps> and Daddy, never... oh, look at us! Title role. I know. Oh, I work. know. Work it. Yeah. And, yeah. Never looked back. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I have such an affinity for for community theater because yeah. of how I grew up in that and how having worked in theater professionally for so long, you kind of look back and go, it never really. 
is going to be as fun or fulfilling as it was in community theater. Hmm. You know, because yeah. there, everybody was doing it just because they wanted desperately to do it. And, yeah. you know, we're none of the like, no one's but how will I feed myself? Or how will I get dental? Or mm-hmm. what are my weeks? So I, I have a very special place in my heart for community theater. Um, uh, but that being said, I um, made the decision in, when I went into high school that I was going to make a go of this. And um, I moved to New York City when I was 18. Wow. I moved here in 1996. Do the math. Do the math and, oh boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I moved here. I went to uh, AMDA for a couple quick months and then I booked a show and was able, knock on wood, was very fortunate to kind of ride that wave for a very long time. That's amazing. Um, I totally saw your your pretty face on, in the show business documentary a few years ago. Do you remember being in that? Uh, the the like the wicked taboo. Oh, that yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I've, 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 got, a, I've got a couple good shots in there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, like every a, once in a while I get a check. Yeah, do you? For, for, I, yeah, I think we just got one for that. I mean, it's like fourteen dollars for hey. BBS, but I'll t- listen. Times is tough. I... <laughs> but um, but you totally make uh, several cameos in there, and that's um, which I just want to dork out about wicked for a minute. Can we do that? Let's listen. I will tell you what the. Being in the original cast of Wicked has been the most wonderful gift I could have asked for. I would not, I don't think without that, I would be able to have kind of transitioned into all the other things that I do and produce. Yeah. Without being able to say, from the original cast, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's so iconic. Yeah, so yeah, it opens the please door. Please fangirl out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what was, uh, so what's Dina like? So what did you, <laughs> no, I really, I'm just, I'm just so curious. What, um, like, but were you, were you in it before it moved or anything like that? Or um, when did I you come came, on? I came, and they'd obviously been workshopping it for a long time. Yeah. I came in. I was in Aida at the time that the auditions came up, and Wayne Salento, obviously, same choreographer there. Um, and so there was kind of a few of us from the Aida world that um, jumped in. But I um. I jumped in uh, r- right before we went to do the first full scale in San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, which was a crazy wild ride and one of the best times of my life. I love San Francisco. And, you know, we were young kids and we were doing the show. I remember our first table read um, going, we all sat around and I didn't know, I'd read the book. The musical is vastly different than the book, obviously. Yes, yes it is. And um, I remember going breaking for lunch after reading through it with everybody and calling my mom and saying, I... Don't even know what I just got myself into, but this is going to be crazy. So getting to San Francisco and like putting together on the show originally was like four hours long the first time we ever put it on. Whoa. But the lines were around the block from day one for tickets to this. Um, and that was such a beautiful and exciting thing. And then to come to New York and, you know, retool things. And it's just, it's, it's an incredible piece. And, and it was such a thrilling ride to be part of it. And I ended up staying in the show and it's, for about three and a half years from wow. beginning to end. Amazing. Which is a long, it's a long time. That's a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, I am, I, it, it's one of those shows that I hate to love, but I do. Yeah. I do, like, you know, it's like. But you know what, though? It's, it's wicked. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not Sunday in the Park with George. No, exactly. It's wicked. Yeah. It's, there's a giant marionette dragon and some homosexuals in monkey costumes. So, um, yeah. There's a few. <laughs> yeah. That was great. And Adina and Kristen are, um are sensational. And Adina and I had actually done Aida together 
before with no. it as well. Uh, she came in and played Amneris for a little while. Of course she and did. And so we were already buddies, and um, during the Wicked rehearsal process, would go to her apartment to watch American Idol and drink red wine. That is amazing. Um, and, is but she's the salt of the earth and amazing, and Kristen Chenoweth is exactly what you see on TV. Yeah. She's... She's that's who that's who that is. Yeah. Doesn't she just have the hottest little career going? She's, still, in the she's world. doing all right. She's doing she's all right. Still, you know, just like you know. I mean, even Adina now is like a fully fledged household name megastar. Yeah, with like the, she's a driver with, in with the Frozen and things. Though it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, so it is crazy. And then there's Bendy. And then there's Bendy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So I love that. Uh, before we started, uh, before we started filming today. Um, ben was talking about uh, being at bars and people wanting to ask silly questions like, you know, oh, who's this person like and who's Shoshana like and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And here I am sitting here going, so what's Adina like? And I oh, just... no. No, it's, it's fantastic. Can I, how, can I tell dirty stories on this? Or you'll edit them. Yes, tell me anything. Okay. Um, but I, the funniest story of, of that ilk is, and I'll, I'll keep this as G-rated as possible, Thank is you. that I was um, enjoying the company of a young man one evening mm-hmm. and I thought, this is so great, what an attractive young man and we're going to have a nice time together. <laughs> and during our nice time together... Uh-huh. Um, he may have looked over his shoulder and said, what's Shoshana Bean like? And I thought to myself, Wicked really does keep on giving, doesn't it? That's my favorite one of those. Was That's that G-rated like, enough? That was perfect. Okay, was good. Like, so, so mid-good time. Mid-good time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wow. like, maybe he doesn't really like me for me. Maybe he likes me for Shoshana Bean. Who's also brilliant. So at what point did you find this avenue of like hosting... At piano bars, open mics, cabarets. Um, you know what? It's uh, I kind of got um, well into the third year of doing of doing Wicked. I found myself starting to feel a little complacent because I jumped from you know Footloose right into Aida, right into Aida. So it was just kind of very comfortable. But after a while, artistically, how fulfilling was it being? Um, and that's when I I was like, I need to do something. I need to set a new goal because. You know, sitting in a show that's not going anywhere. No, you know, it's easy no. to just go, let's stay put. And... Um, and I, so I decided I was going to craft my my first cabaret show, which is when we did the bendy thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was the first kind of time I got up in front of things like that. And I loved it. And I clicked with the intimacy of having an audience right here. And yeah. I clicked with having a microphone in my hand. So when I left Wicked, I went on the Sweet Charity Tour. And I came back. And I felt rejuvenated and and alive again and um, I was like I'm not going to sit around I'm going to do something artistic and and express myself and so I I just came up with um, the idea to do the Bendy show because I once again I've been around so I'm very fortunate to have lots and lots of friends in in the Broadway community Um, and I thought well what are the two things that I really love I love hanging out in bars <laughs> and um, and talking to my friends. So we thus the the Bendy show was created at a little bar on 109th Street. Oh wow. Um, and uh, we did that a few times and Titus Burgess was my first guest and fancy. Um, and then uh, the bar therapy heard about the Bendy show and mm-hmm. brought me in and so we started Broadway that's when Broadway sessions began. Oh amazing. And okay. Broadway sessions and that's Broadway sessions has been running now for six and a half years. Oh wow. Is that insane? That is amazing. Um good for you. So thank you. Um it's uh it's a ton of work. I have to do this every I week. I just I can't believe you do it. And like, to do with everything else is to do it so well. Thank you. It's really well produced. Thank you so and much. I, I enjoy it. I've 
I've been many times, not nearly as many times as I want to. Just it's to, a late night program. It is People very, have to go to bed at some point. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so ther- <laughs> I did, did therapy. We were there for two and a half years. And when that ended, I was like, I love this. This is my baby. And we kind of created something unique and special. And, and, and who's the we? It's you me. and... I use the word oh, we. <laughs> I use the word we a lot because I feel like... <laughs> I Even in emails, too, I, yeah. I say things like, we are very excited to see you, or we are going to do this for you, but it's 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 me with no, three yeah. I mean, like, as you're trying to, like, you know, brand yourself, of course. blah, 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 you know. It's like, I always pretend there's at least one assistant. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to somebody the other night, and he was like, you need an assistant. I was like, how can I? So if you're out there, and you want to assist me, I've got lots of emails for you to write. Um <laughs> So that's kind of, I started doing Broadway sessions, and as that became very popular, um, I started getting all these other opportunities. Um, you know, I just, this last week, hosted Rockers on Broadway. Yeah. I was honoring Mickey Dolenz and Frankie Valli. Um, I got to write a lot of stuff for back the Broadway Hurricane Relief Benefit. Um, so I, get, I host a lot of, of things from, from Broadway sessions coming out, which is, that's amazing. I adore it. So, so why, um, why do you think that was such a natural fit for you? Um, cause I am, so like attention. I'm needy and yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, well, you know, what's interesting too. I, what I also kind of liked about it is having been a chorus boy for so many years and singing and dancing in the ensemble of shows, this was an opportunity to do something completely different that it was exciting to be in the center yeah. for a minute into the spotlight. And I, and I enjoy that and I enjoy putting other people there, but that's, it's a different thrill. Yeah. That makes and I sense. have obviously have no shortage of things to say. <laughs> you don't, which leads me to like, like how how scripted? Because I want to I want to get inside your your host head. Like, how scripted do you go with with stuff like like Broadway sessions? Because like it all oh. feels very improvisational. Yeah. So I'm curious where I'm assuming it's all improv. And so where yeah. where does that neck? Come uh, from? The improv thing I, is something I'm, I think I lucked into, yeah. and, and actually have been able to. Hone a bit over the course of six years. Yeah, I'm I'm faster now than I was even when I started. Um, I don't know. I I I, I'm lucky that I can move that my brain goes fast enough. And sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying until I'm hearing people laughing. But I I, it is all improv. On the other hand, though, when I work with people, when I direct cabarets and solo shows, um, and write for those, I'm very tough on script. I don't like. If natural improvisation happens, but I want everything to be... Because some people doing a cabaret are like, and here's a bullet point, and I'll talk about this, and then that'll mm. lead me to my song. And then I think I'll talk about this, and I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, I want yeah. a word for word, beat for beat. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Full coverage. So <laughs> so you're you're easy on yourself and hard on others, is that... Sure. Yeah. yeah. Shall we Shall we just Let's lay say it that. down like that? Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Brilliant. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so talk to me about that, because you, you also have written other people's cabarets and solo shows and like mm-hmm. how do you because you're so you when you're doing Broadway <clears throat> sessions and stuff like that and so because you're not necessarily getting to someone like a character's voice but you're getting into an individual's voice I love that you're bringing this up um, because writing writing for other people in, when they're telling their own stories yeah. is really interesting and I, I make it a point we do a lot of um, a lot of a lot of talking and and, and working through Things and I and I really try to listen to um, the stories that I'm being told by the artist, uh, so that I can then f- formulate it in their voice. Mm. And that's always a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, I'm doing a thing with Johnny Kerr. They were working on a new solo show for him, and part of our process is that we sit there and I ask him questions and we record everything, so I can go back later and make sure that when I structure the script, 
it sounds like him. Yeah, here's hoping. Ho- hopefully, it, it it comes through. You know, I always hear though when I, I from people at the end of a show that I've directed, I I could hear you in there. Uh, I, hear, I could tell that was you were in there. Do you take that as a compliment? Sure, or is that... absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a collabor. It's a collaborative thing too. So there's a little bit of me and whoever it is. Yeah, totally. In there, we are in the baby process. We're in the beginning processes of that. I just worked on a show called uh, Palin, the live musical campaign, <laughs> with a very talented young lady named Erica Vlahinos. Uh, and I jumped in and um, and helped tweak that, and that happened last week. On December 18th, I'm directing a show for a guy named Alan Winner. Um, it's called The Boy Who Loved Bassie. Um, and he's just got a great big voice, and he's um, studied Bassie, so as in okay. Shirley Bassey. Well, I mean, and it's about his obsession and the parallels of his life and following Shirley Bassey's career, and he sings those songs. So that's coming up. I'm working with John Arthur Green on a new solo show. Um, that should be happening next year. Do you recall like your favorite moment or joke that you've written for someone else? Oh, that's interesting. Um, or your least favorite? Something that like made ooh, you groan? Something that, or something that you thought was, was funny. hilarious, and then it, it just... Do you know totally what's crazy fell. about these things? Is, is even sometimes... Um, writing jokes is crazy anyway, because you, you come up with something, or I'll come up with a bit for sessions, but I'll sit with it for a long time, and nobody else has, has heard it yet, and I start to hate it, or start to think, oh no, they'll never get it. Mm-hmm. And so when you finally hear the laugh, you're like, oh, I'm not crazy, thank God. <laughs> um... But sometimes in, in these instances, if there's multiple performances of the show, people will laugh at different things. Mm. Um, but on this Palin thing that we just did, um, I was very pleased with, with a couple moments that I came up with. One in, one in which is um, where the Sarah Palin character receives a gift box from John McCain. And it was already set up that she got the clear plastic frame lenses, a Prada suit, um, and, then I, and a Rosetta Stone, English. <laughs> which I thought was very funny. And I also added in the Palin show that her accompanist, we were going to start to recognize, was actually Michael Feinstein, <laughs> which I thought was hysterical. And he was just playing Sarah Palin's cabaret show to get money to reopen Feinstein's, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And there were some gay Jew jokes in there that I enjoyed. So those are some recent ones. But um, that's always a fun thrill. When you hear when you hear somebody else, sometimes too, when you're working with an artist and you're like, and then you're going to say this. And they go, uh, and I, you have to go, trust, trust me. me, trust me. And so when you sit in the audience and you have watch them go, hear the laughter, and see them have to go, oh, take my beat, let it happen, that's really satisfying. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Big fun broad question. What is, yeah. the, what is the secret to being an amazing host? Oh. Um, the secret to being an amazing host is actually to listen, mm. I think. Because when you're dealing in a live setting... If you're three steps ahead in your brain and thinking about where we, where am I going or what what am I going to say, or if you listen, it's the same as acting. If you listen, it's going to inform what you say, yeah. you know, and how you move how you move things along. Also, it's about making people feel comfortable and including the environment around you. Mm-hmm. I make a really big point to make sure the room feels like. I don't want there to be a fourth wall. I want the room yeah. to feel like they're a part of what's happening organically. And that's that. in a cabaret room or on a, on a big stage. I think it's allowing people to come into the world that you're helping to create. You, you really engage your audience. Like, the, um, like this week, yeah. um, there was this, like, this table of three that sisters. That was so fun, wasn't that? It was that, wonderful. This, this last week's show was so yeah, great. Yeah, it was so great. The whole evening. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was like this table <laughs> right up front of these three ladies. Oh, my gosh. And they were so not... They they clearly didn't know what they were coming into. Oh or whatever. sure, and like you know you you tease them, but like in the best way. Like I it was just 
That's a th- yeah. That's a, gift. that's a thing too that I that I feel like I've figured out a little bit more as I've done this longer. Mm-hmm. You know, because you watch drag queens and drag queens a lot of times in doing that will cut into the audience. Yeah. You know, or people will be you know do like insult humor. Yeah. And my shtick is very much to I've kind of figured out how to take people who aren't responding and still make them part of it. Yeah. Without you know you don't want to insult them, but those little three yeah. girls. Thought I was the most horrifying yeah, thing. They didn't were they? so scared. They wouldn't look up from the table to look at me, and I kept talking to them. <laughs> and I'm sure they had a wonderful time, but, but I'm glad that you noticed that. Back. Really yeah, sweet. no, I really, I really enjoy it. <laughs> People want to be guided in these situations, mm-hmm. and everybody's impulse initially is going to say no. Right. You know, it all takes is a few ringers to get to get the ball rolling. Um, because everybody, if they're in the room, they they want to play. I have only one time really. And I was hosting mostly Sondheim at the Duplex, which gets very bizarre, and it's very, very late night and very long show. And um, there was one guy, and lots of tourists come there because it's the Duplex and it's been around so long. But there was one gentleman who was sitting at a front table, and he was a bigger guy, and they were from out of town. And um, I was like referencing him, and I, and I was, but I was you know, doing my best to make it fun and, and connect he and I, and. Um, I got pulled aside in the back at one point from one of the cocktail servers, and they're like, you need to maybe not go out there for a minute because he has, like, stormed away, gone to the manager, and he's ready to fight you. <laughs> and I, apparently oh. he... Because some people really, they want to sit in the audience, they want to be invisible, you know? So yeah, it's fun yeah. to find that dance. Few and far between, but every once in a while. And this gentleman thought that even me acknowledging that he was there and commenting was an invasion. on... Was invasion and insulting, and um, so I had to, like, hang in the back for, like a while until this man and his party left because he had told the manager that he was about to throw punches at me because I had upset him so much. So so talk to me about Mostly Sondheim a little bit more because oh. I've, I've never been and, okay. and I have a duplex uh, gig coming up so we have to what, which, throw it all well, Now, the duplex I heard you talking about earlier, What? Yeah. Is it a concert? Um, no, it's like... I'm calling it a release party. Okay. Um, you know, I wanted something a little bit more like reception like. Okay. Um, but you know, are you doing numbers? Yeah, we're doing five songs. It's a little. It's a quick little like half hour set. Oh. Um, like, How long you, are you in the room? Uh, we have enough for an hour. Huh. And so like I'm gonna let people mix and mingle for like 15 minutes, do the set, and then mix and mingle again. And so then the sure. idea is hopefully people can bring their second drink out into the space yeah, yeah. Uh, because like they won't let me bring food in there they won't let me, you know I'm like sure. I, you know I love the duplex and I'm very grateful that they're having me um, it's just what I'm looking for would have cost me an arm and leg anywhere else absolutely sure because I was looking at places and I was like oh you know I just want like a cool little cocktail place where I can do five songs and people are like this will cost you thousands of dollars oh yeah no well, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. fine place to do it yeah so, um, so you've been there for I've a been while. there for a I guess I've been there a really long time now. And it um, continues to be like a timeout, like critics pick. And yeah, they, stuff like yeah. That. Our, our, like Adam they Feldman at timeout is a, is a friend. Yeah, um, well, that's that's amazing. So that's nice. So he he about... put us in there. Mostly Sondheim has been around for, I guess, over 10 years now. Um, started way long time ago by the lovely Miss Kate Pizakis and um, Brandon Cutrell started it together. Oh, um, I know Brandon, yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's just kind of become this institution that's always there, and you know we get a lot. It's free, and it's just truly, if I can say this, it's just a it's a show. It is um it is a no holds barred musical theater. I talk about unscripted. I don't plan a thing for it. I show up, and it's very late night, and we're in the village, and so it gets very blue. 
You know, there's a lot of potty humor, uh-huh, uh-huh. and um, is it mostly Sondheim, or is it absolutely not? <laughs> I think in the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, in a world where people sang Sondheim, um, <laughs> they come uh, to play. They they called it strictly Sondheim. The idea being that it was going to be. Uh, a niche market open mic because it was going to be come sing all open mic Sondheim all night. Well, after three o'clock in the morning, after everybody's had four gin and tonics, you don't want to hear anybody sing. Another hundred people got off the train. No, no. The giants in the sky. It's a it's a mess. Way yeah, too many eight yeah, notes. Yeah. Um, and so they loosened <laughs> the belt a little bit and called it mostly Sondheim. And the fact of the matter is, if we hear over the course of the four and a half hours that we climb uphill at that show, wow. if we hear um, two Sondheim songs, that's a very Sondheim heavy night <laughs> um, for us. Um, what are the big, what are the, I mean, just kind of speaking of for all your cabaret shows in general, like, what are the big hits right now? Um, people are people are really into singing anything from Bridges, um, really? as they should. Yeah, I mean, it's are, a gorgeous score. Yeah, people are singing that. Um, Everywhere I'm going now, at least uh, there's always two people standing back to back singing a sideshow song, which they should have been singing yeah. this entire time. But yeah. now that's in the zeitgeist, and it's a beautiful show. Um, and it, everyone's constantly singing the last five years. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, it's without <laughs> fail. Somebody will be singing for at least the last five years. Huh, for at least the last five years, they've been singing the last five years. Um, the, we hear a lot of that, and of course, you know, everybody wants to sing let the "Let It Go" Frozen song. Not, not a lot of metal arc these days. I, I more metal arc is more, if you ask me. <laughs> um, but we haven't gotten as much metal arc as as I would like recently. So if you come to see us, metal arc is actually in our singing for shots bucket. It to, should be. To, yeah. It is to be yeah. drawn and and sung, but it, it hasn't gotten pulled since I've no been sessioning. No. Yeah. We've got to figure that out. Some of the slips are big, some of the slips are small. It's very confusing for your hand, I think. Yeah, I agree. You should get like an eight ball or something. Like, oh. <laughs> That'd be hysterical, though. Right? Shake the magic show to an eight ball. <laughs> and so you also host uh, with this organization called Onstage New York. Yes. What, yeah. What is that? Because I didn't do my do. I, I didn't do any homework on this. That's fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. But um, but because forgive me, like my first visual image of talent <laughs> competitions is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Great. Um, good. So please enlighten my ignorance. On Stage New York is a is a company that I've worked for 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 a while. Um, I started out as a judge. Um, backstory on this: uh, Growing up, when I after I found theater in Utah, when I was fifteen, I found dance and mm. started really training hardcore as a dancer, um, and. Uh, and started doing dance competitions. And one of the big competitions that we that we did was the New York City Dance Alliance. So when I moved to New York City, the man who runs that, his name is Joe Lantieri, and I consider him to be a great friend and mentor. Um, I would take his class at Steps on Broadway. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, when I got back from all of my, from all the Broadway stuff and the touring, he had opened a second company. And dance Alliance is like a dance convention where you take class with these master teachers all day, mm. and then you compete at night, a few numbers. On Stage New York is the sister company and of the Dance Alliance, and it's a full competition all day long. But the, the trick, the difference uh, in it is that we have not only dancers but singers as well, mm. uh, and we also perform. So we get up like uh, before I do an award ceremony, and I get up and I'll sing a song. I love it. Uh, which is super fun. Um, but we travel all over the country every weekend between February and May. We're in a different town, and it's it's kids from four years old to eighty years old coming out in their tap dance costumes in Portland, Oregon. Um, it's a it's a wonderful gig and a great organization. 
Uh, and I started started out as a judge there, where you know you sit and you critique and point your toes, Susie, and yeah, and make sure you you know all the good dance teacher stuff. Don't sickle. Uh, exactly. That's what I got all that, the time. Don't sickle. Uh, do you know what? And I still, for all that I say it, do you? I, my left foot. First of all, my entire left side of my body feels like it's on somebody else's body, but like, <laughs> and if any time you watch a old video of me dancing, that foot is sickled on the left side. Um, I wish I could figure it out. Um, One day, but. Uh, but now I've, I went from judging to emceeing it now, so gotcha. that's that's what I do. And so you just get to like quip it with the with the cute little kids. Oh, absolutely, yeah, name. yeah. You know, it's 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 a lot of um, obviously no potty humor. No sense. potty humor. No, we got to keep yeah. it very family friendly. But I do try to bring some of of you know the bendy personality to it because mm-hmm. a lot of times with in these in this world it can be a lot of old guys in tuxedos who are welcoming you to Star Power Systems Search, um, <laughs> and I like to keep it a little bit. A little fresher and young, a little more relatable, um, but yeah, we get to talk to the kids and um, and we give do award ceremonies and um, you know it's a lot of um, and next up we have an advanced junior lyrical solo. Please welcome Doodly Doo with Meadowlark, <laughs> and then she dances Meadowlark. I actually just filmed an episode of Dance Moms as no. an MC, yeah, a couple Amazing. weeks ago, um, and you'll never see me, but you'll hear my voice a lot. I love it. Do you five. get to like make up things about them? Like she enjoys cold walks on the oh, beach. Oh, I wish. Right? I wish. Although I do get to introduce the judges at the top of every at the top of everything, and they're all all drawn from the theater world and on stage. Okay. And um, so we I read their bios out, much like you read my bio earlier mm-hmm. in the podcast. Yes. So and I talk so much. That was four hours ago that he did that. Um, <laughs> but uh, sometimes you know it's all reading a bio just like that, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll throw in just just to. Keep it zippy. I'll make up a credit for them that'll be like, you know, and was also the the lead figure skating choreography coach on the dancing dance uh, dance stars on ice tour, or was also the body double for Elmo in Elmo Goes to Grouchland, and just to see if anybody's paying attention, and nobody is. But it does my soul some good. That's in that good. Moment, well, that's what it's all at about. At six really. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So something new is all about people who perform and do these other things, and so. Um, so the question, like, how, how, how do, like, creating, producing, and hosting, how do those influence your work as a musical theater artist? Oh, it changes it all, because, um, I'm very into branding and helping people brand themselves as performing artists, and I think doing solo stuff and writing, it, you, you start to accept putting so much of yourself into your performance. There are actors and stuff out there who have a very hard time doing intimate settings like a cabaret because they need to be in behind a character. Yep. You know, and I, I think that being able to know myself on stage makes me a better performer when I sing a song or, you know, bringing myself into it. Um, and it helps and it gives me a much a much deeper insight into into helping young artists when I teach, mm-hmm. helping them find out how they can bring themselves into it. I love that. So I think that's kind of how... That influences it. That totally makes sense. Okay, good. <laughs> good job. But a lot of my guests um, talk about <laughs> how the fact that they're doing these other things, like, in a way, like, they feel like the pr- there's less pressure, like the pressure is off when they know. Like the, like, the pressure is off for... Well, like if you go into well, an audition Oh, well, I, where, I, where I probably differ maybe then from some of your please. guests, although I've been a musical theater performer for a very, very long time, um, I don't go to auditions anymore. I do not. No, 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 no. Um, I once I started doing the hosting thing and started to figure this whole career number three out. Yeah. Um, 
No, and I get asked. I'll, I'll do things when I'm asked. Like I just did a reading, and um, you know, I'll come in and do shoot somebody's web series and do like a cameo character comedy part. Um, but I, the idea, kudos to everybody out there who is who is fighting the good fight and going to auditions. I don't do it so much anymore. Um, but uh, but I, I got asked last year. I ended up filming a Bud Light commercial and just shot a thing for HP as a dancer. Because now they're looking for like old guys who don't look like they can dance, who can dance. So that's the that's the slot I fill now, <laughs> which I think is hysterical. They're like we need somebody who looks like they couldn't possibly move. <laughs> oh, that Doug, we'll call Ben. People ask me sometimes, um, well, why don't you perform anymore? And I go, I perform so much more now than I ever did, exactly. just because you don't recognize it as. Me and wearing a three hips in the in the far left corner of the Gershwin Theater, uh-huh. eight times a week. I'm very much performing yeah. every day in a much more fulfilling way for me. Yeah. Um, but people ask me that, or, or they'll say you're not auditioning. Well, that's such a shame. And I go, it's really, it's really not. Yeah. You know, I get such a kick out of what I'm able to do for other people and and the things that I get to create. And it's oh, I think yeah. you were asking, does it take the pressure off? Yes. And the answer is. is I don't audition anymore, so the pressure on so me. There's from, no pressure. So there's no pressure on that end, but the pressure <laughs> I feel in trying to move everything that I'm doing forward is immense. If you could offer one piece of advice to anyone wanting to do what you do, um, which are so many things, like, <laughs> what, 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 would, what would that be? Um, once again, I think um, we in this industry give our put ourselves away and lock ourselves in, into 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 boxes and i think if we would have the confidence and the balls to to let ourselves shine through our work um, that's that's so as somebody who's now sits behind the table at auditions you recognize that instantly and um, and so my advice would be find yourself and don't be afraid of what's unique about you and we spend so much time trying to conform to what does the casting director want? Maybe I'll sing this song instead of that song because it says in the breakdown or, oh, I'm a half an inch too short or, you know. I see kids all over the country when I work with them who are just singing the wrong stuff because of what they think they should be doing mm-hmm. rather than finding things that really actually do connect to them and the package they're presenting. Yeah. Um, so that would be my advice is to, is to put away, take the power away from the people behind the table and present you. Um, now is the time where we're going to set up the song. Great. Yes. So, uh, so Ben Cameron was generous enough to learn and perform the heck out of Life is a Bar from <laughs> To Hell and Back. Well, this is so funny, um, Joel, because the, I think like three of the last concerts I've done with like original tunes mm-hmm. um, have all been like, hey, Ben, will you sing this song? Yeah, I'll sing this song. And they're all about bars. They're all about <laughs> drinking or bars. For Katie Thompson's Christmas show last year, I sang a song that she wrote called Here We Come a Wobbling. Nice. It was about being drunk on Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there's another one that I did recently. Um, and now this, which I think is so funny. Yeah. Well, and I, I gave you some options, but I, I, I leaned you toward this one. And, this was the and one. You, and you this was it. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, it was really fun. You guys, he sounds amazing. It's just, it's, it's an amazing, unforgettable performance. And I'm really excited <laughs> it's to share ve- it with It's you. a very over-the-top it's performance. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. The bigger, the better. Oh, dear Lord. Go big or go home. Yeah. Um, Amen. Some stuff about To Hell and Back. Uh, like, my, cre- my creative team and I just did a quick and dirty mini presentation uh, at Musical Theater Factory. And if you don't know that organization, you should totally check it out. MTF.NYC. 
Um, their artistic director, Shakina, is going to be on the show this season. Um, and now, and now we're, I'm desperately throwing together a, a new draft for the O'Neill Musical Theater Conference, cool. uh, which is due on Monday. So I'm just t- letting everyone know that I'm applying You're, for this. That's so, cool. So let me get it. Um, Putting uh, it out there. Right? Yeah. This song also just so happens to be one of the 20 in the Songs of Joel B. New Volume 1, okay. which is now available for free on MuseScore.com. Wow, really? Yeah. You could charge for that? No, the, well, great. Well, well, I mean, this is for a limited time. It's okay. For like a couple of months. People, get on and that. Then, yeah. Because working in what I do, everyone's always looking for the song, and I know that I am, oh, for the sure. song that like can be theirs. And I tell people all the time, if you've got that song, you don't give it to anybody. You know, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I have certain songs, people are like, oh my gosh, that's a great song. And I'm like, if they find it on their own, great. But yeah, yeah so this yeah. is a great opportunity to find some material that you can really hold on to. Aw, thanks, Ben. Uh, remember, if you like the song, uh, this recording will be available on SoundCloud, and the digital sheet music will be on MuseScore, both free downloads, that is, until the next episode. Mm. Um, brand new this season, um, you know, obviously podcasts are free. Uh, for uh, subscribing to, but uh, season three, we now have premium subscriptions. <gasps> what do you get in the premium package, Oh my god, Joel? I'm so glad you asked, Ben. Um, there, there are three different levels of, of premium subscriptions, and uh, the first one for, for $22.50, uh, you'll receive digital sheet music of all the 15 brand new songs that are going to be on this show this season um, in their original keys, and you know that's just $1.50 per song. That's great. Pretty, that's pretty good. That's great. Yeah. What, is, what, do you, what does a piece of sheet music cost on music notes? Um, like you seven, know, five to seven. Yeah, or more. It's crazy. Yep. Um, for forty-five, uh, you'll receive you'll receive all fifteen songs plus an MP3 piano track of each song. Cool. So then you can like use it for whatever <laughs> you know nefarious purposes. Um, that's just like it's like three bucks a song. Great. Just great. Um, and for seventy-five, you'll receive all of that. Plus, um, a one-time transposition of each song Ooh. to the key of your choice, of your preference. Um, plus, I'm going to throw in an audition arrangement. Oh, so, I love... Yeah. Subscribe, subscribe, that's subscribe! Just, that's just $5 a song. Five dollars. You, get, you yeah. get 15 songs. Um, uh, an audition arrangement? Full-length audition so arrangement, cool. right? And then yeah. and piano accompaniment um, so that you can yeah. put this on your SoundCloud, on your page... On your YouTube, whatever. Put it on so you can sing it while you're cleaning the apartment. Yeah, and then and then and then tweet about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think you know, like this is I. Um, this Very is clever. perfect. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. Like you continue, you can continue to get the, the the sheet music individually every week for free and stuff like that. But um, but if you're a procrastinator like I am in some instances of my life, um, this is just a handy way to just guarantee that you're going to get it all. Um, I think this is a perfect investment for voice teachers, uh, burgeoning musical theater writers, and just Broadway musical nerds and geeks like me in general. And me. Um, and then, premium subscriptions. Get into it. Be sure to follow me on all things social media, and you may find all of those links and so much more on joelbenew.com. And while you're there, feel free to click on either the Cafe Press or Donate links on the podcast page. Any and all contributions go toward production costs and are supremely appreciated. Please visit broadwaysessions.net. Yes. Um, follow you. What do uh, you... Yep. Uh, <clears throat> you can follow us at Broadway Sessions on Twitter at at Bway Sessions. You can follow me on at Ben Does Broadway, which is also my Instagram account. So you get into that. <laughs> um, you can join the Broadway Sessions Facebook group. We'd love to have you. 
Um, it's a great group to be part of. Sure, we just we just tell you what's going on. We yeah. just tell you what's happening at the at the big show and and some videos. Check out the Robbie Sessions YouTube channel, yeah, it's great. which has um, 1.3 million views and growing. Wow. 2,200 subscribers. Um, what else? Just stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. Follow, follow, follow. <laughs> like they say in the Fantastics. Subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Tell your friends all about it. Um, I'm still assembling my guest list for this season, so if you think that you or someone you love would make an amazing guest artist in something new, I want to hear from you. Special thanks today to Peyton Royal at Website Lines. Oh, does my website. Peyton did my original website. No way. It's gone now, but he yeah. was so good. Yeah. He's amazing. Super fast. Uh, Stephanie Layton at Red Scandal Graphics, who did my little cartoon logo. Cute. Um, <laughs> I always thank the accompanist, which today was me, if you can't tell. Uh, thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Heavy-handed. Um, and I'd like to thank uh, True Voice Studios NYC for hosting us today. Uh, that's truevoicestudiosnyc.com, 212-245-2441. Perfect for voice lessons, group classes, coachings, recording, and singer so- showcases. Call Colleen and tell her Joel sent you. Mm. Uh, last but not least, Ben Cameron, thank you for being here. Thank on you my so show. much. This has been so fun. This has been super fun. And I am I'm, I'm excited for the people to hear this recording. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to hear this recording. It's going to be great. <laughs> and you, and if, if you like subtlety and nuance, you're going to really enjoy this. <laughs> From True Voice Studios at Columbus Circle, this is Joel B. New. And I'm Bendy Cameron. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. Yeah. And innocent guy here 
I am dying of thirst. 